Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Honest Pod with me, Ashley McAllister. And me, Matthew Alley. And here we go bouncing right into episode... 58! Yay! recorded in two weeks no i actually feel like so much has happened to me in the last two weeks really uh, loads loads i want to talk about but loads i won't talk about as well i mean everyone wants to hear about your perving at the crossfit competition listen i'll have enough of this like perving i appreciate the sport of crossfit you have no shame and i want to say this we we'd already spoken about this but i just need to let everybody know that ashley has no shame it's actually disgraceful how you use your stories and these hot men to promote yourself what? and lift yourself above it is disgraceful give me an example and deplorable is the word i think deplorable, deplorable is the right what word. do you mean i use my instagram oh and my, my stories goodness like yes these guys are hot they're unbelievably hot and then all you do and then you just add one woman just to be like look i'm equal opportunities Seventeen thousand <laughs> men yeah. Uh, actually, I fell in love with that woman there. You did not. I did. I thought, in the airport, I thought she was beautiful. And no, I mean, yeah, no, because you don't post of guys that are unattractive. I can't believe that every single person there has a very um, symmetrical face and, you know, beautiful long eyelashes and stuff. And that some, you know, are not typically, typically, stereotypically, that's one word, um, that attractive. There well, you go. Listen, Dan Bailey, who I posted about, this guy here. Yeah. It is not my fault that he is one of the best in the world. It is your fault that you tracked him down, ran after him, and said, Listen, I need a picture with you. Did you. What do you mean I tracked him down? Tracked. What? He was. He came up to you and said, Oh, hey. Hey, Ash, how are you? Let's take a picture. No, it's not what he did. Oh, but okay, what okay. he did do was walk past, and like all the under hundreds of people there, he wanted a picture with him, I managed to get a picture of him. I wasn't the only person in the whole place that got a picture of him. Um, how do you think he looks? I think he looks alright. I'll show you this video of him, which is quite an interesting video of him. I saw the video. No, I didn't post this video, because I didn't take this video. This video was taken by a female. A but, female? But I didn't feel the need to post it, because I thought it was too much. You used a few bedtime stories. Right. There he is. You showed me this. Oh, did I show you this? Yes. And then he takes off his top. He takes his top off. Yeah. He didn't tell me he did show me. There it is. Look. Oh. oh my goodness. And do you know what? I didn't even notice that. You definitely showed me that. I uh, No, I showed you that. You showed but, me that Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I can't help that the sport I'm into is, do you know what? Imagine flying out to Dublin just to go and, I mean, you're spending hundreds of pounds just to go and play on guys. Uh, excuse you, me. Listen, you're literally going across, I tell you the world, but it's literally just <laughs> Look, they're hot. They're hot. Look. Can I also point out that one of my best mates, Mickey, was competing in the competition as well? And not one single video or story was posted of him doing his exercises. Of course not. Why not? Well, because I was preoccupied. <laughs> no, it was, um... Did you even see him in his rounds? Yeah, I watched every single one. Okay. And I hounded him because he kept telling me incorrect times because he's, he's, his head's a mess. And I'm like, are you sure you're on at this place? Because I'll be there. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm there half 11. And then 12 o'clock, he's still not there. I'm like, are you sure? Because 
I've been waiting here looking at somebody I don't know. Posting about them, perving on them. <laughs> they weren't attractive. And not a single video was posted. Look, I don't think if I think if you look at the people I posted, it's the same two or three people. Dan Bailey, who's the best in the world. Matt McLeod is the one I described as having well Say it. I can't remember what I said. A dick that can cut down a tree. Yeah, maybe. That yeah. sounds like something I would say. <laughs> um and he was actually And how much time did you spend trying to find him over the weekend? <laughs> Didn't spend that much time trying to find him. No, just three days. No. I'm uh, I Friday. was I was lucky enough that he messaged me after I wished him luck on something. Alright, you told me a different story about uh, your tragic journey of trying to find him down on Sunday to take a picture of him. I didn't tell you any story. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you were like, okay, I'll be here at this time. And you'll say, listen, I've had to go home because he was tired and exhausted. No, and that's... you waited for no, four hours No, no, no. You just... are picking out select moments so of this you. story. <laughs> You're what? like, oh, he messaged no. me while I'm there. And then, <laughs> you know, I was well, like, okay, I'll take a picture. That never happened. No, what... Tell the people the truth. I will tell if you give me a chance. Um... <laughs> What basically happened was he posted that he was about to go into this workout and I wished him luck. And then he said... That's like after three days of messaging. That's not no, that's the very, it's Friday night. Okay. And he uh, messaged back saying thanks. And then he saw, he found Ireland really cool. He's Australian. Um, he's found it really cool to warm up and hard to warm up and do this type of stuff. I'm like, cool. Well, good luck. Uh, and then I messaged him the next day saying, if you're about, would I be able to get a photo? And he said, yes, definitely. And then he messaged me later that night saying, sorry, photo didn't happen because I didn't feel well and I wanted to go home after the thing. So he, then he said, definitely tomorrow. And then Sunday morning, I messaged him saying, cool, well, I'm there early if you want to get a picture before you have to go into your workouts. He didn't reply. And then he messaged me later that night saying, hey, busy day, but I'm out the front now if you want to come and get that photograph. So it's sort of not my fault that he was messaging me for that photograph. He knew you were a crazed fan. <laughs> he chatted to me for 15 minutes. I have to say he was actually a really nice guy. I'm he, sure you would say that. Of course you would. You listened to every word he said. I, I did. I could, I could tell you anything he said, but I won't because it's sort of between us. We're best friends now. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> he is really hot. He was. And other guys are really hot. Other guys are just really fit. I had a really good weekend appreciating the sport, especially the females. Be you know, because there's a one of the most famous females in the world, which I did put a video of, but and you probably didn't notice that one because it was for, it was a girl. Um, one of the most famous crossfitters in the world, Sarah Sigmund's daughter. Sarah Sigmund's daughter. Daughter, yeah, That's, she's Icelandic. Don't be so racist. No, hey. who's Sarah Sigmund? Sarah Sigmund's daughter. That's her name. <laughs> I thought you said Sarah Sigmund's daughter. Yeah, but is one of the most in, Iceland, in Iceland, their names or convention is her dad would be called Sigmund. So as a daughter, she's called Sigmund daughter. What? Yeah, that's what really? That's, yeah. See, see you. All you look at is the pretty boys. You don't actually care about the culture. About Swedish culture. Uh, Icelandic, actually. Icelandic. Well, how am I supposed to know that a Sigmund daughter? So if you're a son, you Sigmund son. Wait, they would be, wouldn't they? Yeah. But then how does that travel down when you're just... I don't know. Sigmund, no. I don't think we need to find out. It's interesting. You should take that up on yourself. But yes, CrossFit was a great weekend away. I had a really good time. I came back really motivated. I know, I particularly hope that there'd be some like CrossFitters, athletes on the download, on the apps, sending secret pictures. Did you find any? There was zero. 
That's so annoying. Zero. I, I, I like, it's like going to Olympics. Like I would probably just like hang around the Olympic village outside because you're not allowed <laughs> in and just be on like an app. And that's what I was hoping it'd be like because apparently the, the Olympic village is like rife mm. for like sexual activity, which you'd imagine because imagine everyone, all these like athletes in top tip, tip top shape, mm. super, super fit. Mm. I mean, there could only be like absolute orgies going on, I'm sure. Well, I was hoping. But no. No. You really need to be an athlete in one of these things. Actually, compete. Well, there was a there was a gay guy there, and Mickey knew him. But Mickey did the most frustrating frustrating thing of telling me he was gay after we had spoken. And I was just like, Mickey, that's not any good. You have to tell me while we're speaking, so I can like flip a bit more. Turn on the gay. Because <laughs> I imagine you like when you're there, you're like the straightest version of yourself because you do turn it on. You turn it on and off when the straight lads there. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, mate. Yeah, yeah, look, good lifting and that. Rugby lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if he were there, you'd be like, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I could have worn a more appropriate top, which was like cut above the, <laughs> cut above the you know, belly button. Like, I'm going to wear a crop top uh, to like um, the next year. Definitely am. Um, to the CrossFit? Not to the CrossFit, no. To um, Glastonbury. I'm definitely going to get a little crop top. A little mm. bougie type situation. But yeah, you could have... I could, or I just up, like waved your flag your gay flag gay, yeah had a fan or something yeah did you see I did a post today um, on Instagram because it was from you know gays of what's it called gays of Instagram something on Grinder, gays of Grinder, whatever it is yeah and it's really funny on Instagram and it was one where it's, like it goes like me mum I'm gay then mum looks him up and down his outfit uh, and then he goes I'm still learning mum uh, and I was like oh you know, know who, who you are, are. yeah. I've yeah, yeah. got a few responses. But I find it really strange that, like, obviously some of the gays... I get it wrong often, but at least I'm trying, you know? Get what I fit's wrong. Oh, 100%. I'm a, I, I dress terribly. Oh, I don't sometimes. care. I mean, you today, you're, you're embracing everything that's um, casual. It's a Sunday. I know. Well, I should be casual. I'm not out. I'm not going to put on full face just, you know, for the house. Okay. I do put a little um, aftershave there. I do like a little cologne just for myself. Oh. So just two spritz just for home. It's three for when I'm going out and two for home. Or do you spritz? On my neck always because people always come around. You know the gays to give you a kiss. Yeah. And one of my biggest like... Um, self... Behind the ear. Behind the ear. Yeah, yeah. I like it when things that want to feed my ego some of the most is like people always tell me how, how nice I smell. Mm. So like I really appreciate that and I always want to smell really nice now so that everyone can always compliment me. Yeah. Um... That's, that's a nice trait to have, that attention-seeking trait that you have. You're I think so that good. self-awareness it's, is... It's quite good, it. yeah. You're really good. I, I mean, it's, I don't want to lie. No, don't lie. That's why people want to look good, is so people tell me they look good. Not always, but in some instances, you do want validation. Of course you do. Yeah. And how do you get validation? A couple of different things. Um, I try to accentuate the things that I like about myself. So, did you buy anything in Black Friday? I bought a pair of new CrossFit trainers. Oh, sh- I actually forgot to look. Oh, man. I did, yeah, I forgot to look. They're uh, probably still on sale. Yeah, I reckon they are. I reckon I can get a pair. Um, but I bought myself a new toothbrush. And you know how much I love my teeth, and everyone else loves my teeth? I bought this really nice, I'd say quite expensive toothbrush. Oh, did you? On Amazon? Um, I did, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're still on sale. Oh, they're ugly shoes. You're one of those gays. No, they're not ugly. They're nice. They're nice. I got them. And I got... They're not bad. Well, they're not. They're not. Um, I like them, actually, but they're not on the seal. But, um, yeah, I bought a toothbrush, and it's got, like, five different functions on it. And it's, like, a supersonic one. Yeah. So I, And then, like, a teeth whitening kit, because, like, my teeth are important to my skin. So 
I try and focus my energies on the things that I can. Whereas, like, I'll try and not, like... I'm, I'm not going to be one of those big girls that, like, want to show off their body and stuff, you know, to, like... Which I, I'm, I'm down for if, if you're a bigger person. I just... I don't have the confidence to, like... Mm. But I will wear a crop top in Glastonbury. Duper. I'll be the big girl there. Good. Although I might not be big by then. Well, who knows? Who knows? I'm actually... I'm going to set myself an aim from um, this week onwards by like sort of every time to lose another 15 kilos ooh yeah it's gonna be hard over Christmas though you know that you know I'm never normally one that's super super busy over Christmas eating loads and stuff um, I never have been so it's not like I've got like loads of different things to do in fact so it's quite quiet for me mm. so it shouldn't be too bad good um, well maybe because you have to go plus I always find if you're going to the gym actively at the same time as eating a lot they cancel each other well, I need them to not cancel each other. I need to be, like, in a positive, isn't it? I need to be losing more than him. Yeah, yeah, But it's you, not... You maybe just go twice a day because we all work anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to go twice a day. Do cardio on a strength. Absolutely not. But yeah. people do say it's hard over Christmas, but I think it's almost like then you start indulging more. Mm. Whereas if I just keep a similar or, you know, have the routine that I have set, then I'll still go to my Christmas parties. If I want to drink, I will. But I'm yeah. not going to then um, continue every single day. I don't really drink during the week anyway, so... Yeah, no. I think the hardest thing over Christmas is making sure you don't put stuff on. The exercise normally slows down, then, isn't yeah. it? I think that's the thing. Yeah, well, just don't let it slow down. Yeah, well, I'm not at the gym at the moment because I've been using it at work. But I need to think about actually after you said that, what to do over the two weeks that I'm not at work. Mm. I'm not at work for two and a half weeks actually, so um, yeah, I need to figure that out. But yeah, awesome. I had my birthday. Happy birthday! I turned thirty-two. What a good. No one could tell. Yeah. No one could tell. What a great day it was. I had such a good time. On my birthday, yeah. you decided to fly off and leave us. But it's all right. We had a big party. Not a big party. That's an absolute lie. We had a dinner. But do you know, I was feeling quite appreciative. There was 26 of us overall, which I thought, that's a big group. Well, that's a big group. Yeah. I bought this place around the corner called Lahore Kebab House, which is quite well known, apparently, in the area. It's, it's like a classic getting courage and stuff. And the food was actually excellent. Um, but when I called them up, you know about the theatre? Well, I did. I, I thought I'd booked it, but I hadn't booked it. Uh oh. I was a bit worried about that because I remember calling them and then being like, "Oh, can I have a booking for twenty six people in one place?" And if you say that's a restaurant, you almost assume that'd be a lot of hard work, right? Yeah. It's such a big group. I called them and they were like, "Twenty six, yeah, fine." So then a week afterwards, I was like, "Did I imagine that?" Yeah. I was like, "Fuck!" So I called them again and it was fine. And then we got there and I realised why the place is fucking huge. Is it? Yeah, it's massive. So yeah, twenty six people is like nothing. We could have walked in in that group and been fine. Oh wow, that's good. Yeah, to it's know. massive. Uh, but the food was good, and I ended up getting super, super drunk. Mad drunk, which was actually one of my aims. I was like, I haven't been white girl wasted probably most of this year. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, did good. you have a good night? Did, really, really, really good night. Just messy at the end. And I, and it's a good thing, I peaked. We, only, we went to the old shit, which closes at midnight on a Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, and I think I got most drunk at midnight. So when I woke up the next day, I was still steaming drunk because whatever I drank beforehand kind of was like still in my system. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad. I wasn't drunk, too drunk when I was there. And then just really drunk coming home. Oh. It was really good. Got some nice cards, birthday cards that I posted that was, I thought were really sweet. One yeah. that just said old. Oh, I've seen that one. I thought yeah. it was really cute. And then, yeah, RuPaul's Drag Race one, which was really nice. Oh. Um, yeah, and tons of chocolate. Yeah. It's really bad. I feel like, and in most situations, I probably am quite like ungrateful. But at work and stuff, they kept on... My skin is really important to me. I just said I like to highlight the things that I think 
will work for me. So yeah. my skin is really important to me. I moisturise often and stuff. But I'm, I'm quite specific about the cream that I need to use. But then like for my birthday, they bought me a whole bunch of creams. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't use any of these. Because mm. it's not for me. You know, you know, it, you tried mm. a new one recently. You need to have something that works for you. Mm-hmm. And then stick to that. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh man. Sell them on eBay. <laughs> yeah, they're not that expensive. They did give someone a bloody coat from All Saints though. And I was like... Um, a friend at work, make sure I get something good, please, because they just got them as, and I get this like, I don't know, 15 pounds sort of moisturizer hamper that I can't use. And I was like, bullshit. Absolute bullshit. I mean, if there's ever reason to leave work, quit your job, it's that. I've got my appraisal next week, the week coming up. Oh. And you know how I've told you about work and how difficult it can be. And I yeah. got shanked at the beginning of this year. So I wrote down a whole list. My therapist said, you need to make sure you write down a list of everything you've done this year. Yeah, of course. And so I have done. Um, I'm armed and ready to go for Wednesday. Plus, this year has been really, really good for me. Good. Work-wise. So I should be getting a good, good, like, sort of, you know, compensation. Which is not, it's not compensation. What's the word? Bonus? But yeah, I don't want to say the word bonus. I'm trying to sound smarter. But, wow. yeah, a good bonus and, like, a pay increase. I don't know about pay increase, so I'm getting a new manager. But, yeah, I'm ready, armed to go. Boom. Yeah. And this week, we also went to see the Lumineers together. I couldn't believe... <laughs> That we got tickets <laughs> <laughs> to see the Lumineer, and then I was like, "It's not that." I thought it was a circus act. <laughs> the Cirque du Soleil, the um, the Lumineer. <laughs> yeah. Did you really think it was that? I didn't. No, I, I didn't think so. Um... <laughs> Cirque du Soleil. I've always wanted to see them. <laughs> no, it was the OT, and it was a music act. Yeah, yeah. We thought no one was going, but in it. We arrived and it was empty. Yeah, and you I, I bet you were a bit like, oh, shit. Like, I know, I'd still enjoy it because I like the music, but I just felt bad for you because it's hard to get soaked up in the atmosphere when there's no atmosphere. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. That's what I mean. Like, you'd be like, oh, God, if it stays like this, yeah. then you're like, God, but, but you couldn't imagine it being that empty for like, if the O2, if it is the O2. Yeah, if they're, if they're big enough to actually book the O2, it means they must be sure enough they're going to sell the tickets because they, st- they, they would, as a band, still have to pay for yeah. the venue. I imagine that's how it works, but it was. I had such a good night. We didn't drink. I, I didn't drink. I said that I don't see why people really want to drink at shows. Like I've never done it before, mostly because it is the price and the effort of going to do it. Yeah. But also, like I like when you've got a whole show, mm. it's just going to be really enjoyable. Unless I, it's a festival kind of thing. I like one or two drinks. I wouldn't be on like let's get smashed. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I had such a good night. I loved. I love the band. I'd never actually heard of them, really, until yeah. you said. Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. Would I go and see them again if I was seated? My calves were so sore. Do My you... feet. I'm sure they were swelling up. All the bopping I was doing. Bopping, yeah. Um, I love it. I said to you like when we were there, I love it in these sort of things. I can always tell... Um, but I was like, it's always flop the back person in these situations. Yeah. I always do. Because I've said it before in past podcasts where it's like, I do, it's weird. I guess it's a funny thing, but in most social situations that I believe they won't be that multicultural, I do feel, I do like to find the other ethnic minority in particular, I guess I'm sort of like mixed race or black person. Yeah. Um, and every time you go to these things, which is true, they always work there. Mm. So they can't be an employee. They need to be someone who's attending. We seen um, that one guy. We saw one guy. And there's another person of color behind us, but he wasn't black. The Asian guy. Yeah. Yeah. So you get a few of them. Yeah. Um, it I, was Georgia or white though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hundred percent. 
And everyone knew the words and stuff. And there were some crazy... And then you remember those two girls that just like stood in front of us and then just started speaking through the entire thing. You're like... But they did it to a few people. That poor old lady yeah. that was there by herself. They did it to her. And I'm like, you have, imagine having no self-awareness. They had zero... And her hair was unconditioned. <laughs> It was so frizzy. It was so frizzy. So frizzy. Like, if you're going to stand in front of people, at least have slick hair that doesn't stand up. Yeah. And she was tall as well. She was taller. She's she was like your height. Though, she was, like. yeah, she's taller. Maybe yeah, with her height. frizzy hair. But Yeah, frizzy hair didn't help. She was tall, though. I, she annoyed me. Yeah. And then there's a little lesbian couple in front of us, which were quite cute. I don't think they were lesbians. Of course they were lesbians. Are you joking? No. They're not lesbians. They were just best friends. They were kissing. Oh. Are you sure? I seen them kissing. No, you didn't. I swear I seen them kissing. Straight white girls would just do that in general, don't it? Like, li- like put their tongues on Lips each other's throat. Like, really? It wasn't. It wasn't a peck. It was a like a little hug. And a, oh. you are so self-involved, you didn't even notice. They were stood right in front of you. I was just enjoying the lumiere. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, good. It was um, a good gig. It was. Yeah, a, yeah. I quite liked it. And I, 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 my throat was sore for days afterwards. I. I well, I don't know any words. I, I knew all I the one words. Word. And then you were like, oh, oh. I remember what it was, what word I said. But yeah, there's one line that I said that I knew. Yeah. And then, because you only listen to the new album and then they, they sort of, you know, people when they sing live, they sometimes change the tune. Yeah. And you're like, fuck it. They changed the tune and you couldn't remember. Well, I, I tried to listen to the first, to the album, the latest one, but I got through about five songs and it didn't have the same impact as them live. Mm. The guy does have a really good voice. I will say that. It sounds more whiny on the records than it does in person. Yeah. Um, which I thought was, you know. I quite like, I, I really like his voice. I like the music. I'm glad they played a lot of upbeat songs. Um, there's a couple of slow ones. Fact that Hey Ho, the most famous song, which they did say is played a lot of first dances at weddings, is actually a breakup song. Did you know that? I didn't know that. What do the words say? I belong to you. You belong to me. In my sweetheart. Ah. But it's a breakup song. Yeah. Because he's apparently going after somebody who's already with somebody else. Okay. Yeah. I mean, from those words, you'd think it would be like a... It's a nice song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they did play a love song. They said that one of their only love songs. So obviously they don't do it. Don't yeah. Dead Sea. And it's, I liked it. I like that song anyway because it's just a nice tune. But yeah, he said that when he first met his girlfriend, now his wife, she described him as her Dead Sea and that he he lifts her up, mm. keeps her afloat, which is such a nice sentiment. Yeah, it's quite a nice line. Yeah. And most people think that's a breakup song because it's dead. Yeah. All the words. Yeah. Yeah. No, they weren't bad at all. Not bad at all. Cool. Well, shall we uh, jump into some issues? Okay. Cool. I'll let you go first. Oh, let me get my... Or do you want me to go first? Yeah, go. you go first. All right. Well, today... We are recording Sunday the 1st of December, and what day is it today, Matt? The Sunday the 1st of December. Yeah, but what day is it? World AIDS Day. World AIDS Day. So, um... Sorry. I got Matt to clear his throat before we recorded. I I think I do. I mean, I think it is a condition, because someone at work years ago was saying, my friend Dave has always been like, why did you clear your throat like that? And I was like, I don't know. I thought everyone did it. Turns out they don't. I just have excess mucus, I guess, in my throat. I think sometimes when we, when we talk a lot, 
stuff builds up in the back. And you have to clear your throat. <clears throat> I do it a lot. And it is like at work and stuff where I'm talking and stuff. So I guess, so I guess, yeah, maybe it is that. Mm. Well, today's World Ears Day. Um, and I thought we'd take a moment to talk about an article I read this week about it. So this article talks about two articles I read this week. One of them was talking about how, I think in New York, that people contracting HIV is at an all-time low, which is great. That's amazing. It is really good. And I think also in the UK, I didn't see any stats, but in the UK it also says that diagnosis of HIV is on a decline, which is, again is awesome. I think it's down to... Is that number-wise or percentage-wise, though? you think P- percentage of people who are being diagnosed okay because it, it would i guess like when you think about the number of people that are getting checked and the number of people that are diagnosed is quite significant yeah say if the number of people dropped who are getting i think it's checked, both because it's, they're saying that because that number should increase really isn't it more people should be going to the clinics to get checked. Well. Which then should increase or decrease the number. Well, this is what this article is about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because num- the number of people who are getting diagnosed is decreasing. But at the same time, there is an increasing lack of awareness about HIV. An increasing lack of awareness? Lack of awareness about HIV. How does you? How does that increase a lack of awareness? Well, the creators of the home test... INSTI conducted research ahead of today and shockingly 40% of those surveyed, surveyed I'm speaking like that girl from Shit's Creek survived uh, so Ashley just started watching Shit's Creek because he was saying he needs a new show to watch and I said watch it and then Moira says everything's so good portfolio <laughs> David <laughs> did you know that show it's created by the dad and the son yes and did you know that they're a dad and son in real life? Yes. Do you know that their sister's also in the show? Who's his sister? Twyla. No. Yeah. That's his sister, David's sister, yeah. In real, in real life? life? Yeah. No. Yeah. I did not know that. Hey, I hey. know my facts. <laughs> it's a, such a good show, guys. Uh, it's one of the best shows ever. It's better. Yeah. Where, like, have you seen Patrick yet? Which one's Patrick? David and Patrick. David and Patrick. What season are you on? I've just finished season two. Okay. Oh, God. I'm not even going to start. You tell me when you see Patrick. Uh, because I just want... Well, I mean, David's pansexual, which I thought was interesting. I just assumed he was you gay. So topical, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, literally. Yeah, you think that. But no, he's like, oh, he's been with girls because he gets with, obviously. Yeah. And then, yeah. Amazing. What a good character. Yeah. And he's funny. So funny. So funny. And I thought it took me a while to grow into... I'd say a couple of episodes to grow into... Oh, my God. What's the daughter called? Alexa. Alexa. But then, Alexis. But after that, like, after a few episodes, I was like, God, she's so good. The little good. hands thing, she's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hands. I'm the cutest. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time they say, every time Moira is like, Alexa. The, my, the, Alexa. The Alexis. The Alexa in the living room goes off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no. Um, but it's such a good show. Yeah, so good. Um, but not what we're talking about right now. Um, but yes, yeah, for some reason, keep, same word really oddly, like Moira. You can't read well anyway. I can't fairness. read well, no, I'm shit at it. So, yes, the creators of the home testing kit, um, they discovered that 40% of people surveyed think that there is a cure for HIV. This is people. People, yeah. Not like 
LGBTQ people. People. Forty percent think there's a cure. Yeah. Also, twenty five percent of people don't know that the virus is a sexually transmitted infection. And while seventy three percent learned about STIs at school, just eight percent learned about HIV. Wow. Mad. I mean I don't even know if I learned about STIs while I was in school, I must admit. I struggled to get sex ed about school. I was the only person in my year not to get sex ed. But understand it. We d- I didn't learn about it. How are you the only person in Because your- after year one, you all change classes. And every year, every class except for my class in year one learned about it in year one. Then I moved into another class and every other class except for my class learned about it in year two. Oh, okay. I was just really frustrated. No, so I think you're so bad at it. <laughs> I don't even know what happens. That was good. It's so annoying. More than half the respondents believe that a baby will definitely contract HIV if its mother has it. And one, one in five believe that you can catch the virus from kissing somebody. Where was the study taken? Um, I don't know. I'll find out though and let you know. One in five? Do. One in five people. I think it is UK because it talks about the UK. And it says, while HIV diagnoses are falling in the UK, the survey indicates there is still significant cause for concern as many people do not understand that HIV is, or understand what HIV is, nor do they understand the importance of getting tested. I mean, I'm going to make a huge assumption, but I think that maybe as a, as a gay man, I feel like I see it a lot in everywhere, but I think it's because I'm a gay man. And if I were not, if I was you know, a heterosexual man or woman, uh, like a cisgendered person, I, I may not see it as much, mm. you know. But I don't know. That's basically the thing. I just I know that I'd see it because I go to the clinic or yeah, you, know, you see it on like scruff and stuff. It comes up quite often mm. and apps and things. So um, maybe maybe that's why. So Louise Ball of INSTI said that the decline in diagnosis is a good news, obviously, but said that the virus remains a very real threat in two thousand and nineteen. Mm. and that there is no room for complacency. People are simply playing lottery with their own sexual health and potentially that of others by not being aware of the real risks. There is currently no cure for HIV, and whilst it is potentially no longer a death sentence it once was, people are risking lives by not being aware. And it kind of comes into PrEP a bit, because obviously I, I would say the PrEP trials that people are on and just the 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 ability to get this drug that makes HIV non-detectable is a lot to do with de- making the the contraction decline. Yeah, I hope so. I don't know, but I also would say it's people don't see it as a death threat anymore. They don't they don't care about the risks of it, or that also kind of pushes people to be more. Less caring because it's not as serious. Yeah, no, I agree. If you didn't think it was going to destroy your life or something, then you not give it as much attention, I guess, or something. You know. Yeah. Um, there is a a campaign on I don't know if it's anywhere else outside London, but on the London Underground where it's give HIV the finger, and it talks about how it's a simple blood prick of the finger that's the test you need to get. I, being like a single person, I feel like I'm now. I don't know. I guess you go through phases because it, like when I recently, I'd say even like eight months after being single, I wasn't as vigilant or as routine mm. with my sexual health. Um, but once you get into the routine of it, 
it's quite an easy thing to maintain. And I think I, I can only speak for London, I guess, but there are some places that are quite easy. Have you ever been to um, the Gene Street Express? Yeah. I thought that was amazing. It's great. I, I think that whole setup of how you can get seen so quickly in book appointments, I, I find just the whole procedure like really, really easy. But I don't know if that, I, I think that's good for London, but I don't know what it's like when you're outside of London, you know, if you need to mm-hmm. do these things, I don't know how much time it takes. And I think that's a convenience thing is maybe part of it. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is easier for, I think, people in London. I think outside London, again, I don't know that well. But I know, for example, me in Ireland, I had to book an appointment with the gum clinic. And it's about 40 minutes away from where I live. Wow. So it's not as easy. Yeah. You have to really plan in advance. Um and at the time, I couldn't drive, so I had to get a bus, which would take me about two hours to get there. Is that why you chose not to have sex? It's, yeah, and I also want to give blood, so I decided not to have sex. Are you joking? No, I am joking, yeah. Oh, okay. I just think I'm, I'm making a joke, the fact that you, as a gay man, you can't give blood unless you've not had sex within a year or something like that. I was reading, so, I mean, <clears throat> I was watching the debate, the, the debates for the, the new election stuff, because everyone's going, not a bit great. I don't like when people push people to vote and, and do these sort of things, right? I'm not politically inclined. However, I don't believe that I shouldn't vote. I think I should have some sort of information. It's just that I don't find it interesting. I must admit, I don't find it. I tried. I find it. I'm disinterested because I don't generally like politicians. But someone had sent me um, something about, it's almost like the pink vote. So what do the different parties think about? What are their policies? It's on Gay Times. Where should my queer vote go? Mm. And the Labour Party. Is it the Labour Party? The Liberal Democrats want to stop the blood ban on LGBTQ people. Oh, that's good. As part of theirs. Yeah. So they want to introduce gender X options on their passport and a few other things. Offer prep on the NHS. But that I thought was quite interesting because, yeah, it's quite interesting. We can't... I mean, I'm again, I'm assuming, but I feel like the blood is checked. You know, it's no more risk than anyone else as long as you make sure that it, there are, you know, the blood is usable. Yeah, I mean, all blood should get checked anyway. But I think it's um, it's the stigma of the history of gay people and HIV that they just assume that all gay people now shouldn't give blood because of this high risk of HIV. Mm. Um, but yet, straight people also get HIV. Was it? I'm sure it was on our podcast not that long ago where oh, it was. It was the DUP politician who genuinely thought straight people could not get HIV. <laughs> they thought it was literally a disease that attacked gay people. That's mad. Idiots. Um, yeah, but straight people can get HIV. And I think I remember a, a, a straight man who slept with a prostitute can still go and give blood the next day or two weeks later. But somebody who, a gay guy who practices safe sex can't give blood because they have had sex. I would... Would I give blood? I don't. I probably wouldn't regularly give blood, but it's something I would do if I'm a convenience kind of person. And and my brother was saying this. I, I guess we're going a bit off topic, but my brother's been really good. He's volunteered for the past five, probably six years actually, and he believes that it, in people within our position, so you know, I'd say you know, privileged people who have the ability to do so to give their time. Mm. Um, everyone should volunteer a certain number of hours a month. Yeah, because you can. And I was like, I 100% agree with you. If I decided to give up a few hours of my time every month, I actually can do that now. But that me going out of my way to give time. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's the same with like, I'm giving blood. If they came to me, 
are more likely to then be like, oh yeah, of course I would then go out and do that, I guess. Yeah. Um, which is selfish of me. I understand that. I, you know, I accept that. Not I accept it, but that's just the reason why. But I would definitely give blood if I could. Yeah. Anyway, I just want to talk about <clears throat> um, HIV World Year's Day. I'm surprised there's so few people even now. I mean, I guess I feel like I see it a lot, and I'm surrounded by it quite often. And I put myself in a position to be a bit more educated. Also, you know, I'm on the prep trial and stuff, so they do give you a lot of information about it. Um, but one in five people. One in five people believe that you can get HIV by kissing somebody. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's got to do with the education as well a bit, because, you know, we spoke about it before um, in a Birmingham school, and I think one was in Manchester or something. But, you know, it's just um, studying about LGBTQ studies in, in secondary schools. Mm. And then the parents said stop their kids from going to the school and they protest outside because they don't want people to learn about same-sex marriages and same-sex couples and relationships and stuff. Yeah. And that's part of the same thing where you think, you know, you need to just educate people on these things that because there's no point in shielding people from certain things. You need to educate them because people need to know the information. You know, same-sex couples do exist. HIV does exist. Yeah, of course. Um, for sure. Yeah, but we need to break down the stigma of HIV just being a gay man's virus. Yeah. It's an everyone virus. Anyway, let's move on. All right. Um, I was looking up articles this morning just to talk about what I wanted to talk about. And then um, I didn't know about this festival. So there's this festival in Sweden in I've never actually been to Gothenburg. Okay. Gothenburg. I don't know. Um, and it's called the Statement Festival, and it was on in 2018, and it was the world's first festival for women, transgender people, and non-binary, and men were not allowed to go. Um, it had a ban on men, so all of the artists that were in it. Um, it's a bit like my life. <laughs> <laughs> a ban on men. A ban on men. Okay, we can flash back to like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> or not then. That was your Irish life. Um, yeah. So originally they had this festival in 2018, in August. And it was in... Um, it's And the person who created it... Let me just get her name up, sorry. I did just have it. Her name is Emma Nicker, and she's a comedian. This year? Okay and a presenter and it was in response to there were two festivals in sweden and in those festivals there were in this one particular festival bravella there were four counts of rape and 23 sexual assault reports and it's their largest music festival so they cancelled the year after bravella mm. because of this and then so they made this and it was all done by cisgender men and that was the main thing. So if you're a cisgender man, you are not allowed to go or you were not allowed to go to this festival because they wanted a safe space for people, for women um, and transgender people and um, non-binary people to enjoy themselves and feel safe. Mm. So the idea is that it wasn't a political act. It was in reaction and a response. And it's not the, um, the plan isn't for it, for it to continue and to just be that way. But actually, eventually, you know, it says men can go once they learn how to behave. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts, actually? Uh, um, I think it's really stupid to have a festival that's 
limiting people to go. Why? Well, you're just assuming that every cis male is a rapist. And not all cis males are rapists. Uh, I don't know if you're assuming that all men are rapists. Well, then why do you ban all men from coming? Because all people, the majority of people that commit rape, and said 97% of people in Sweden mm-hmm. that commit these crimes are cisgender men. 97%. Of people caught. Of people caught. Yeah. Or... I, don't I, think, I think what a big, a, a big problem that the universe has is a lot of other people don't come forward and talk about the rape because females rape males all the time. Females rape other females. Anyone has the ability to rape somebody else. Obviously, rape isn't great. And if they feel they have to go to this, I just, I think this is a bit extreme banning all men from going to a concert. There has to be, well, yeah. I think, I think it is relatively extreme. But I would, I definitely wouldn't side with you in terms of like, oh, well, other people rape others. Like, I would definitely say like, okay, well, if you eliminate a large proportion of it, which would be um, cisgender men, mm. then that is, it, that has more impact than trying to identify the individual cases, for sure. 100%. Like, would, would I be able to go to this? Would you be able to go? To that concert, yeah. Are you a cisgender man? Am I? Well, do you know what cisgender is? No. Stop it! Is if you were born um, with your assigned gender and still identify with that now. So if you were born, um, if you're assigned male at birth and then you still identify with that, then you are a cisgender man. So no, you would not be able to go back then. However, it did um, the Department of Obundsman. I find that really difficult to say. In Sweden, Moira. all right, come down. Moira. Moira. <laughs> <laughs> um, had did say that it was a discriminatory act. Because you can't ban people from going to a place, which is fair. I think that's fair. Um, although they, there were no penalties given because it was in their publication of like information. So on their promotions, they said men are banned. And they, the, the men that did work there, both technician staff and, and managers for the artists and stuff, they had to go to somewhere called um, the Man Pen. <laughs> um, and so they said it's discriminatory, which it definitely is. It's like when you go to like a gay club and women aren't allowed, you know? Mm. Um, but there were, in the actual actions of it, there were no penalties because when it came to the day and, and the event, the two-day event, no one was actually turned away for being a cisgender man. And then they did this event two years later and they're changing the wording so that it's more focused on the positive. So men are allowed to go, but this event is for the demographics that we've just said. Um so you can go. And and I think you should be able to go as a, as a cisgender man because we said before, in any sort of change, it takes those outside of the demographic to then help change. Yeah. For sure. However, if the majority and a vast majority, despite what you're saying, if they're not convicted or not, these are known ones. If you say 97% of known sexual violence acts in Sweden are done by cisgender men. So if they're unknown ones, fair enough. But of the known ones, 97%, that's still a, a significant number. So if you're saying you need to, and you know, they're saying there are 27 acts in one music event, you should be able to go to somewhere and feel safe. But is there, like if you look at other music events, is there still a high lot, a lot of rape that happens? Apart from that one event? Yeah, no, like, yeah. 
like if you go to Glastonbury, is there going to be a high, high lot of rate there? I don't know. I don't know, but this is that was in that one event, and there's two big um, music festivals in Sweden, both of which there are regular accounts of sexual assault on women. Ooh. Yeah, um, I do think it's discriminatory, but I don't believe that there's a problem with having a, a separate event that is promoted towards protecting, making people feel safe. I don't think it's. I think your reaction is like how a man would think. Right. What? I do, yeah. Well, everyone else does it, you know, like, oh well, um, you know, it's not just men that do it. When it actually that's not really the point. Like the point is actually the majority of men do do it and this happens to women and women need to feel safe. No, hundred percent women need to feel safe, but I also don't think that you should be discriminating against other people. You definitely shouldn't. You can't ban people from... You should not ban people from going because no. the idea is that it should be inclusive in some way. Of course. And obviously, rape shouldn't happen anywhere. But to just say, actually, to get over this fact, we would just stop this whole segment of people coming. I mean, to ban to ban cisgendered males, that means we couldn't go. No. Be- because... but we I Not that I want to rape anyone, but... I'll have zero interest in raping a girl. I would rather be around all my gays and not be near girls. Okay. Do you mean? It just seems so extreme. And I don't think it's me saying that's a typical response a male would give. I think it's a typical response anyone should give. No, I would never give that response. Really? Yeah. I would say you shouldn't ban men. That's exactly what I said. No, you're saying you shouldn't ban men because it's not just men that no, I'm saying... Assault others. Of course it's not. Men, men aren't the only ones that assault other people. To to say that let's ban all men from this concert or festival and that will that will alleviate the situation, 100% there's still going to be it's attacks not, it's and a res- and... It's not alleviating the situation, it's highlighting the fact. And in particular, this is, it said it's not, it's not a political act, it's in response to what had happened previously. And that needs to stop show to show you that this is happening. We need to create a safe space for those. But if, and it's, it might be like a semantic thing, but I also think it's a mindset thing. If you think, oh, it's wrong to do it. I think it's wrong to do it because you shouldn't discriminate against others. Fine. And obviously I support my thought. But if you say, oh, we shouldn't do it because now I can't go. That's also not the point. You know, I can't go because I don't abuse others. And other people get abused by other people that are just men. I think that's wrong because now we're taking away from the fact that we should be accepting it. Okay, I do understand that the majority of men, the majority of assaults are done by men, and we need to figure out how to stop that. But it's not an attack on you or any other one else that can't go to this thing. It's not an attack on those that don't commit the same crimes as the majority of others. And it, there's, I think there's a slight difference. I think there's a slight difference, but at the end of the day, what we're both saying is what they did was wrong. What I'm saying is you shouldn't discriminate other, against others and it is discriminatory to say you cannot attend. I think it's wrong to assume that every single cis white male or not white, I shouldn't say that, every single cis male is potentially a rapist. So let's not get them there. And that's what I mean. And that's what's that's why I think we're different. And I think you're jumping the gun saying that, oh, by eliminating men there, you're assuming that all men do it. That's not the case. Well, if you're assuming that, let's just ban, let's make this a safe space by banning cis males because that's what the stats show. You're implying that cis males are rapists. No. 
No, no. It, no, it is. It 100% is. No. How is it not? You're not apply, implying that cisgender men are rapists. You're saying... So they're saying that you and there's I... There's a higher probability of this not happening if the main threat is not allowed to... And go. what's the main threat? Cisgender men. So if we take away cisgender men, all cisgender men, mm-hmm. then it makes it for a safer place. I mean, it would make it a safer place, for sure. Yeah. 100%. Like, so let's just get rid of all cis men. At this event, yeah. Which is wrong. That bit I understand. But if you take it personally and saying... Well, it's hard and then not, you're jumping the gun. It's jump- hard not to take it personally whenever you're you're being associated with a group of rapists. Like, I'm not a rapist, but now I can't go because... It's the same thing I talk about a lot. If you... Pedo- pedophiles are more often than not men. Yeah. Do you know, and I think I've talked about it here before, but there's been tests done where a man and a woman separately have been given cameras and told to go take pictures as fake cameras, not really taking pictures. The woman can stand there and take pictures of kids in the park without kids herself and a man stands in exactly the same place with the exact same camera and he gets the police called. Yeah, there uh, there was air, airlines who refused to let children sit next to a man traveling by themselves because it's deemed a threat, and that all comes from the same notion that we we can totally wash every single man, man as a rapist and a pedophile. Which I understand. I understand. I'm not a pedophile. I'm not a rapist. Yeah, but I am now being tarnished by this propaganda that this festival is pushing out that if we don't let people like you come here then we're not calling you a rapist but we're saying you best not come because you might you might be and i'm like well women are rapists as well and you know you don't have to be as rape isn't down to being a cis male it's down to being a dickhead no but it's the response is what i'm saying no that bit i get but it's the response it's like saying the, I think the more appropriate response is okay, and both in you know this example of the cameras and in this situation, what needs to be done to eliminate the threat in general? All right, if the threat is sexual assault, or you know in, in both counts, then how do we eliminate that? But if I focus on well, I can't go. Wait, hold on. We need to start this conversation. Why are you stopping me from doing this? And also, what about that man and that woman? But that's not the point. That isn't the point. And then if we focus on those things then, you know, we get defensive, we start thinking about why I can't go, when that's not really the point. I understand that you shouldn't discriminate against cisgender men because it is a blanket statement, but you are part of the majority in this situation, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not an attack on you. It is saying, if you're not part of the situation, you need to help the situation, which... We've been saying in in a lot of situations, if you're not part of it, you need to help the situation. If you're not doing anything about it, then essentially you might be part of the problem. I do do my part for it. I don't go out and rape people. But the event is there to highlight the fact in response to people feel safer when men are taken away from the situation. And I think to respond and say, well, other people do it, there's a small minority of other people that commit it, well, then that's not even addressing the issue. If what? the numbers say that 97% of people 
that are assaulted are assaulted sexually assaulted by cisgender men i mean i think that's an overwhelming majority and then you're like well what about those that aren't but we we don't know those figures because they don't exist because people aren't coming forward yeah so that's the bigger problem i think so that's what i'm saying so they need to identify the fact that we need to identify all situations of sexual assault and not just those committed by those that come forward for example and then a response like well i want to be able to go and i can't go now then clouds the fact that this is happening i'm all down for people feeling safe and free and wanted to go to an event i do think it's wrong and it's been assessed by the people in sweden to say you cannot say that people can't go to this but you can promote it for saying, well, this event is for us and you can come. Because I think you need allies in these situations. It's like saying, well, no straight no straight person go to Pride. And and then I wanted to see on this form, like you have to fill in a form and there's a way of checking to see whether people are female, um, transgender or non-binary. And then I'm like, I, I didn't go through the thing because you have to sign up to it. They send you an email and stuff. And I was like, oh, I don't want to get myself into this loop. Um, however, everyone should be able to attend. And it should be highlighted that this event is for this group of people, but you may join if you are in the same mind frame, which is, you know, not there to rape people and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? It's so if you're an ally, it's not stupid at all. Well, who's going to sit in the forum? Yeah, I'm going here to rape people. No. Wow. Well, I don't know. People uh, say stupid stuff, isn't it? Oh, you shit, you caught me off guard. Damn it. But people won't go to it, isn't it? They won't go to it because they know that there's like some sort of protection, I guess. Or they're a minority. If I'm saying this event is that, because, you know, I guess in festivals, there's almost a sense of anonymity because, you know, people are on drugs, people are high, large groups of people, you can get lost. You know, it, essentially it could be an area, you know, that mm. is high risk for that reason. Predators lurk everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they're not just... And even in that group, there might be some predators there, for sure, but it does reduce the fact... You know, and it's also a mindset thing as well, though, is that you're going there to feel free and safe. Um, not to say it won't happen in these events, but it's reducing the risk. However, I do think an event like that does interest me for sure. Well, you can't go, so I can go now. Oh. Men aren't banned anymore, so there's going to be one in 2020. And you're gonna go? No, I've got a busy here next year. No, <laughs> but it would be nice to go because um, in the last one, Loreen, who won, um, I think their X Factor, The Voice, or something. She was Lauren, not Lorraine. I think that's Lorraine, you know, the, Bread. the raisin bread. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's really good. And she was there. Um, yeah, but you can't have a rule that says no men and then a man pen. Men must only be in this area. That's a bit. Although I do want to be in that extreme. man pen. Whoosh! <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't lying. <laughs> yeah. Of course not, because that's. Um... No different from me being at the CrossFit Games. Literally not. Games. Yeah, yeah, I know. Anyway, um, yeah, see you at Statement Festival in 2020, now that we can go. I won't go. I know you won't go. I'm too much of a rapist. Not you really. get so defensive. I don't get defensive. I just don't like being branded a rapist or a pedophile. You're not being branded that. That's the problem. Don't take it as a personal attack. It's hard not to take it personally when they're saying all people like you are rapists. Well, that's what I'm saying. I know it's hard, but... That's part of the problem. Mm, yeah, that's that, straight that, white man problem. That is it. That is white privilege right there. That right there is white privilege. Like we're going to exchange. That is it though. That is the statement. How is that white privilege? That is, that is the statement. That is it. That is you. That is has not hard to take it. Well, you need to because it's not about you. All right, it's about a bigger issue, and it's not about it's not a personal attack on you. Okay, it's just people trying to feel safe and free. But you, straight white male, can help. I'm not straight. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you're straight at the CrossFit Games. Cause if you listen to your voice, yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, good lifting, you know. <laughs>
Well, we've had an agony and coming. <laughs> uh, how dare you? <laughs> no, I love to attack you. Um, we have an agony ant situation come in. So this is completely, and I can't say this word, anonymous. Anonymously. Anonymous. Anonymous at anonymous.com. <laughs> Can I read it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so John, oh, oh, I like this. So hello, Ash and Matt. I regularly listen to the podcast and wanted some help. I hate Christmas. And I want to say me too. I don't hate it. I'm not a huge fan. People lose their shit. Let's read this guy's email. I have a really strange relationship with my family and I don't really get on very well with them. I try my best, but I feel the pressure to enjoy myself and to be seen to be having lots of fun, especially from my brother who gets really angry if I'm not smiling 24-7. He hates that we aren't a picture-perfect family and often views me as a black sheep. That could be subtext, maybe he's black. (laughs) (laughs) This year I'm spending it at my brother's house with his new partner who I've never met. As well as my family, all of his partner's family will be there too, so I'm feeling the pressure even more this year. Do you have any advice or stress coping methods to get through Christmas? I don't. I know it's supposed to be a time of joy, but I find it really stressful. I'm not closeted, but I'm not out, which adds stress to which adds to the stress. <gasps> that's quite tough. Mm, it is a tough one. Uh, no, I, I think it's bad to ask me because I love Christmas. It's my favorite time of the year. Um. Thinking about is there is there an event or situation that you don't like at Christmas? No, no, throughout the year. I don't like festivals where it banned me from going because of being cisgendered. Okay, a family event should we change it? Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, I don't like any family event really. I just I I don't get that emotional about them. But Christmas is different for me because I just absolutely love it. It's my favorite time of the year. I always kind of remember it going back, like since I moved away, but going back home seeing my friends, seeing my family, spending time with them. I take a lot of time off over Christmas, so I get to soak up and immerse it all. But that being said, I do understand that not everyone is like me and not everyone likes Christmas. So this is, it's just hard for me to understand the mindset. Do you have any initial thoughts on this? So I'm not a huge fan of Christmas. Um, but I think the reason why is, is like my upbringing and it is that the, my you know history events that happen at christmas mm. so quite often in my house christmas would be cancelled mm. or you know we would make a big deal about it because my mum doesn't make a big deal about it but our situation is different mum was because my mum you know we weren't we didn't have a whole heap of money and it's a very expensive time of year mm. sometimes we just wouldn't be able to celebrate it with gifts and stuff yeah so we'd say it'd be cancelled so I've never held it in so much esteem. And I would think about what had happened in events past. He's saying that people put a lot of stress on him to enjoy it when it's not something that he wants to enjoy. Mm. Um, and I think it's a tough one because I think there are some options. Yeah. All of which might cause issues. Yeah. You could just not go. Yeah, well, my initial thought was hang out with your friends at Christmas. Yeah. You know, I don't know where you're from, but... Like usually in London, there's loads of the, we call them the orphans Christmas. Yeah. Like so, and even the people I live with, they're not going home for Christmas. They live quite close, mm. but they're just deciding to have Christmas by themselves. So I think one of the things is changing your routine. Like you don't have. To, I think there is a pressure to go, and once you do it once, mm. have you been in? A, do you remember when you were in a relationship, and then you've been for a while, and now it's getting quite serious, where you you spend Christmas maybe at their family house or yeah. your own. and I remember I was quite nervous about saying like you know I've been to Christmas every single year I was a bit like I don't know what's going to happen if I don't go home for Christmas yeah. I mentioned it to my family it wasn't that big of a deal um, 
But I think changing that routine, there is this assumption that you need to be there. But that's quite... The first time might be quite difficult, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I personally think of this scenario, it's a little bit too late in the this year. Time. Yeah. So my advice in this situation is as horrible it's going to be is you have to just go and suck it up I'm afraid this year um, and then have words with your family early next year and say hey look I didn't feel this for these reasons um, I don't appreciate you speaking to me like that and thinking I'm the black sheep or I get the impression you're have have the conversation I think in this scenario because you've already locked in that you're going and might be a bit too late to change. I mean, if it is not too late to change plans, then definitely change your plans. But I, I wouldn't be signed up to do something that I'm not comfortable doing. Yeah. Um, in this situation, in my head, I think, you know, it's only going to be a couple of days. Try and just enjoy it. Um, join in the games. Join in. I, me, I'd be making my excuses early. I'd be like, oh, I'm sick. I need to go to lie down. You know, after dinner, do you want to eat dinner? Oh, do make me feel queasy again. Do you mind if I just go lie down for a bit and then sit and play on your phone in your room? I actually agree with you. <laughs> I think in uh, this... It, I feel I, this is too much. You what? Well, it's difficult. It's, difficult it's not it's, often that you agree with me. Well, I'm just reading it now and I'm like, well, I hate Christmas. I have a really strange relationship with my family and I don't really get on well with it. That is why you don't enjoy Christmas, right? Mm. So you don't enjoy Christmas because your relationship's already frayed. And really, you need to address that. Yeah. And that's a longer-term issue. You can't be doing that in the next month, potentially. You could, but that's difficult. So it may not be, and you need to address that, but you need to minimise the time you're at home. You need to minimise the amount that you actually um, put yourself into it. But in the same instance, maybe really just push outside yourself and actually really try to enjoy it. You know, if someone says something, where you're so used to being like, oh, I don't want to do it or enjoy myself, yeah. actually just put yourself in an uncomfortable situation to the point where it may actually not be that terrible. Because mm. it's very much a mindset thing, I think. Um, yeah. And kind of bring I bring into things that you want to do at Christmas. What would you want to do uh, if it's, you know, if you're going to be spending time with your family? So one thing I brought into our family recently is I brought games in because my family never played games before. But... We bought unicorns and we bought Monopoly. Monopoly Go was the big one that changed. Love it. Yeah. Uh, and we started playing that. So we that broke up the tension mm. because it's something that we all got to do. I'd be quite interested about this person's relationship with their brother. Because I don't know if it's different with the parents or something of the old generation and their brother in terms of why it's strained. Or is it quite literally strained with everyone? Mm. You know? Mm. But I think you have to address that, which is longer term. Because yeah. if it's going to be strained, if it's strained because of your sexuality or... Um, strange because you just don't see eye to eye if, you know at some point you need to be like listen I'm not going home for Christmas yeah but is it something that you can change over a longer period of time is something you want to do do you have an ally in your brother does he get angry with you because he really wants you to enjoy it and maybe he's someone you can have a conversation with beforehand mm. um, but yeah for this year try to immerse yourself into it if not try to minimise the amount of time that you can actually be in that situation mm. um Get really drunk. Don't get really drunk. No. Probably actually limit the amount of alcohol because the next day it's going to, when you're so hungover and tired and stuff, you're yeah. like, I don't even want to be around this situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Take something that's quite comforting. But the real situation is literally in that first line. I have a really strained relationship with my family and I don't really get on well with them. You're never going to enjoy being around, whether it's Christmas, any other day, your visit's back if you do go, if you don't have a good relationship or, you know, no. something that's quite, you know, easy to, to deal with. 
Mm-hmm. Saying that, I actually quite look forward to Christmas now because the relationship with my mum and my brother is so much better. And I'm starting to build my relationship with my nephew. So I want to spend time with him over Christmas because I'm like, oh, I reckon we can really, really enjoy this. Mm. That being said, I'm only going Christmas Eve to Boxing Day. Yeah. Because I don't want to be there. I'm there for two weeks. Like That's long. Yeah, I love it though. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm more like, it's quite boring in my house. So like, I'll just come home and just watch TV here instead of watch TV at home. Yeah. Um, but maybe I will stay longer. Um, yeah. But in the in the in the smallest instance, like you say, you just kind of need to. I, if you can push beyond yourself, you should try. You have to. I'm afraid you have to suck it up this year. I think. Do you know what? I think there's an element to it, and I don't know if this person regularly speaks to anyone else. Um, but in those moments, have someone now before you go. That's almost like your safety. You know, yeah. if if I knew I was going into a situation that I was feeling really bad about, I might say to you, actually, like, listen, like, I'll, I'll message you over Christmas and just be like, or you know, not try to ruin your your holidays, but I'm saying, mm. God, this is just someone to whine to, you know, yeah, just yeah, yeah. to complain to, um, and maybe and maybe that's part of it as well, just having that release so that Event. things become a little bit yeah. easier. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, my brother keeps pushing me to do this. I think you just smile me. That's my love. Oh, <laughs> that's my love. I hope you don't get. <laughs> oh no! No, I have to. I have to leave. I it. don't actually have. I don't want to say anything like it's bad. <laughs> no, we shouldn't make a joke to it. No. no. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Sorry, we didn't kiss. Well, <laughs> good. Good luck, John. Oh man. Good luck, John Doe. I want to know how the Christmas goes. Yeah, drop us a little message afterwards. Yeah. We won't read it out, obviously, but. Um, yeah, drop us a drop us a message. As news. hope it goes well. Good luck with everything. And that's another episode done. Yeah, I've only got 58, 59. three, two more after 59, this one. 60. <gasps> two more to record. Christmas, Christmas, and then back in February with a bang. We won't set a date just yet. We've set a date. We're taking six weeks off. That's longer than we used to do. Oh my goodness. Okay, fine. I don't like this attitude, if I'm honest. Fine. You should be ex- excited. I need a break, babes. Six weeks? That's a long break. This is like uh, the rugby season when they're like, oh, you're back training in like three weeks' time. And I'm like, listen, man, I need a longer break, bro. It's been hard. But no, six weeks is good. Six weeks is I'll good. I'll be gagging for it. <laughs> um, gagging. <laughs> uh, and it's not a six-week break because we have to plan season three. We said this last time, but we're actually genuinely going to plan. Yeah, but we are. Because yeah. I started planning. Oh, excellent. Yeah. I'll just sign off the work. You do it. I'll just sign it off. No, you're <laughs> signing off my work like you're above me. God, no. Why would you think that? Well, um... You're doing a good job. I'm doing a fucking awesome job. I'm so tired. T- I have run done. Do you really want that? Because you work so hard. I work so hard. Exactly. So how's job. your week looking? <laughs> week, actually? Uh, very quiet because I don't have a job. No. I'm only working four days. We've got a Christmas work party and... Not last year, but the two years before that, I was an absolute mess. So last year, someone said, um, oh, we were talking about who's going to get more drunk, you or this other person at work. And I was like... Massively inappropriate. That week, I didn't get drunk. But I will say, the year before that, um, well, two years before that... You did get smashed, though. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you're a mess. A mess. It was 5 p.m. and I was in absolute state. I got home at 7, went to sleep and woke up at 10 the next day. And I thought I got home at like 4 a.m. 7 p.m. I went to bed. And the year before that, I woke up on a tube station miles from where I live by a colleague who had left the party about four or five hours after I did. And I threw up on the train platform. Oh. Then I got the, the tube home. But I just woke up in the middle of nowhere. You're an inspiration to us all, man. Yes. 
but yeah, season three coming up in early Feb. Uh, we haven't finished it. We have, we've got two more episodes. We've two more episodes to go. People are reaching out, asking to be interviewed in the podcast. Yes. Uh, which is awesome because that's what we want. But we're not doing this. We're not going to be doing that in the next two episodes. So it'll be definitely next year. But thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you click the clack that like button and subscribe and share and tell your friends and retweet and insta like and double tap and whatever else you have to do to help support us in whatever way you can. Definitely. And have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Have a great week, Ash. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye.